Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach. Happy Mama Truth Monday, mamas. It's Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach here with another Mama Truth Show. And today, we're going to be talking about how to become a feng shui mommy. Now, you might be thinking, what the heck? Like, what do you mean by that, Amy? What is a feng shui mommy? Like, I, I thought that was arranging furniture in my home. Don't worry. I have the expert here, the, actually the author of this beautiful book, Feng Shui Mommy, here with me. So please help me welcome Bailey Gaddis, which is at baileygaddis.com. Um, she's a, a childbirth preparation educator a birth doula and hypnotherapist who works with mothers-to-be, new mothers, and their support teams. She's a regular contributor at media outlets, including Disney's Babel, Working Mother, Pregnancy and Newborn, Huffington Post, Cosmo, Red Book, and Women's Day. In addition to her childbirth prep work, she volunteers for families in need of postpartum support. And here's the really cool thing. She lives in the place that I got married, the most magical place in the world, in my opinion, beautiful Ojai, California. So with that, Bailey, thank you so much for being here, my dear. Oh, thanks for having me, Amy. Yes, my <laughs> pleasure. So let's dive right in. I would just love to hear your story about how you came to birth this body of work around bringing feng shui and those principles into motherhood. So will you share a little yeah. bit of that with us? Yeah. So to rewind, oh my gosh, um, 15 years. Uh, my mom has been an IVF nurse for a very long time. And so I've been around kind of that field and I worked in it for a long time um, with her agency. She has an egg donor agency now. So I was you know, interested and I, I loved babies, but I um, wasn't really thinking of motherhood that much when I was working there. Yeah. And, um, and then when I was in Los Angeles, I, I like everything to have an order and I'm very, I'm very sensitive to the energy around me. Yeah. And so I became a professional home organizer and was doing that for a long time in Los Angeles. And, and it was funny, most of my clients um, wanted me to come and organize a nursery for them, um, oh, which is really, yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing shadowing there. Um, so I got good at that. And um, then when I met my, my now husband, Eric, um, you know, we were totally in love, but and talking about children, but not at all at a place where we were ready to start, you know, um, practicing. Uh, well, I guess you're practicing, but <laughs> anyways, not really like you're, trying. You're, you're practicing, but you weren't hoping yeah. to hit the goal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But we sure did. Um, and you know, it, it was a total shock. Wow. And, um, but, but right away, you know, I talk about intuition a lot in my book, right away, mm -hmm. I, my intuition was like, this is right. And if this is scary, um, and there's some like fear and, you know, fear of the unknown, it was a total yeah. unknown for us, but, but it felt really good. Um, mm. it took him like another week to get there. <laughs> he was a little <laughs> bit nervous, but you know, once we realized, all right, you know, against all odds, this, this little human, this little spirit has decided that we need to be his parents. And so we started that, that journey yeah. and, um, you know, and I, we're, we're both pretty holistic, natural, but, um, I had so many people saying, well, you're just going to get an epidural, right? Um, and I had nothing against that, but 
I was like, well, I, I guess so. And I, I was really yeah. clueless. Yeah. And so I started to read all the books. Um, and my mom had actually become certified um, as a hypnobirthing practitioner a few years before that. Oh, wow. and, and, and wasn't teaching it, but started to teach it to me. And I got really interested in that philosophy hmm. and thought, you know, I, I'm curious about what it would be like to have an unmedicated birth and mm. to see what my body could do. Um, and again, it wasn't about not, you know, believing in epidurals or any of that. It was really this personal choice um, yes. that I wanted to follow. And so I just devoured as much information as I could in regards to, you know, how to support myself through an unmedicated birth. Um, I'm, I'm a birth doula now. That's one of my... Um, jobs in the the realm of pregnancy and childbirth and back then I didn't even know I didn't know what a doula was I right wish I would have had one um yeah. so it's kind of my own doula in a way which is very hard to do when you're actually moving through um, yes, childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> so next time I'm getting a doula but um yeah so you know hypnobirthing really helped me to stay calm throughout the pregnancy. Um, I'm somebody that I, I am type A and I don't like all those unknowns. Yeah. And this is the ultimate. It's like, I don't know what it's, it's going to be yeah. like. Right. And I don't know what kind of mother I'm going to be like, I just don't know. So all of the, you know, the breathing techniques, affirmations, the, the hypnotherapy, it was so effective. And then, Oh my gosh. Childbirth hit me like a Mack truck. Um, I never had more than like 90 seconds between contractions from the very beginning. It was like, it was really intense, but I was forced to immediately utilize, you know, all of the, the practices. And I was shocked that they were actually working. Yeah. Like a part of my mind was like, yeah, like, is this all BS? Yeah. Like, right. is it really going to work? But it, it was really, it was helpful. And, um, so I had my unmedicated hospital birth and was mm. just overwhelmed, um, in a really beautiful way by how transformative it was, by how changed I felt afterwards, you know, still yeah. myself, but an incredibly different version of myself mm. and, and Eric as well. Like it was really interesting to see his evolution. Um, and so when my son was about three months old, I, I felt like, you know, I feel like there's still so much more that I, I don't know and I want to learn. And so my first step, um, let's see, Hudson was about four months old when I became certified to teach hypnobirthing wow. because that was so, again, beneficial for me. And so I started teaching classes about two months after that. And because hypnotherapy is used so much with hypnobirthing, I had clients ask if I could do private sessions. And I was like, oh, I, I just have these scripts. Like, I, I don't know um, how to do that. So I went and did a one-year program. It's a school in Los Angeles called HMI, um, and they train hypnotherapists. So I did that really intensive program, which was incredible. Um, so I could have the, the private practice where I work with women on an, an individual basis. Um, some of the children that I even, how do I want to say it? Like supported into this world have come to the hypnotherapy practice. It's, it's really cool to, you know, see that, that full cycle. Um, and then from there I had these moms say, well, now can you be at my birth? And I was like, oh, now, now I need more training. Um, so I went back to the, the hypnobirthing institute and went through their birth doula training. So that's kind of my like trifecta of, um, you know, how I, I support women now. And it's been incredible. I mean, I mm. never, 
really knew what my purpose was. And, and having my son, I felt like part of that was fulfilled. Like, okay, like I right. really love motherhood and this is definitely a part of it. But once I kind of clicked into those other pieces, it just, it really mm. sunk in. And, and then I started writing, you know, about these topics from yeah. different magazines and then was so um, blessed to be able to have the book published. And yeah, I'm just obsessed with awesome. pregnancy and childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, I, it's, I, I love the story because, um, with my second birth, I, I actually used hypnotherapy during the birth as well and had an amazing experience and so much less fear than I did with my first birth and, uh, you know, got to go in a birthing tub. I was in a hospital, but they had a birthing tub, like all of that. And it was, it was truly a, like a, a very solidifying experience for me of my own power. Mm-hmm. And there, I, I mean, you know, uh, some people are like, oh, it's an out-of-body experience towards the end. And I'm like, for me, it was a full-body experience. Yeah. It was like my body took over and I just had to get the hell out of the way because my body knew what it was doing and I couldn't even think. Totally. Like that was like, but that was at the very end. But during the, you know, earlier stages, it was like all of those techniques were so amazing. Yeah. And, you know, living here in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I think a lot of the moms that listen to the show, you know, many of them may have had unmedicated births. And I also know that, there might've been a lot of them. And I have a lot of friends that are like this, that wanted a home birth or wanted a non-medicated birth and ended up with an emergency C-section or ended up in a, you know, 10 day labor that lasted forever where they had to get chosen or whatever. And they're grieving the loss of that vision that they had for their birth. And so just as you were speaking, I just thought I'd love to get your perspective on, on that and how you work with the mama's don't get to have this beautiful birthing experience the way that they wanted to. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and a lot of the women that I've worked with, you know, as a doula, the plan changes, you know, yeah. so I've, I've seen that so many times and, and worked with women through that. And I think almost all women, you know, our, our plan, even my own, like I can say, yeah, I had that unmedicated hospital birth, but there's still plenty of little pieces. that's like, yeah. well, maybe I wish that was over here and right, right, happened this way, <laughs> you know, and number one, I think allowing yourself to grieve and to feel whatever emotions are coming up because that's real, yeah. you know? And when people say, oh, well, you have your healthy baby. Don't worry about it. It's like, right. Well, of course I, we're grateful for that, yes. but you know, we need to, to allow ourselves to find that, that place of, you know, happiness and acceptance. We, we need that like grief or anger, whatever it is to, to move through us. And, and then I think on the other side of that, you know, then we can start looking at it from that perspective of, okay, you know, I, I had the experience that I was meant to have, you know, and, and why was I meant to have that experience, you know, and really kind yeah. of digging deeper into it. And, yeah. um, and sometimes we need to wait all, like a year after the birth to really find those, you know, lessons yes. that are in there. Um, yes. when we're like looking for them too soon. Sometimes it's like overwhelming, but yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the, the balance that I've, I found is really helpful. And then as a doula, when I'm with the, the women, you know, yes. as these changes are happening, yes. I really try to help to um, integrate them with those changes and, and feel empowered that's to know, beautiful. yeah, to know like, okay, this is a, a change, but you're making this choice and, you know, and do you feel good with this choice or yeah. is there another choice you feel better with, you know, and really, mm-hmm. and of course in an emergency situation, there's not as much time, but right. when there is that time and space to really allow them to feel like, all right, like, 
I'm changing my plan, but that's okay. I, like yeah. I have the right to do that. And I'm not a failure by any means by right. making that choice. I love that. Yeah. And, I, and I'll say mamas, if you're someone that's grieving that definitely listen to, I think it's show number two of the Mama Truth show, awesome. which was, you know, which I recorded years ago where I talk about that particularly because my first birth definitely did not go the way that I wanted it to go. Yeah. Um, and just about a process around that. And I, and I love what you said, Bailey. Thank you so much for just sharing that because I think that it can be a way that moms beat themselves up. And I also have met moms that really wanted a medicated birth and then things happen so quick they didn't get that. And they're also traumatized by right. that. I thought I was going to get an epidural, you know? So, you know, wherever you fall, uh, you know, I have one yeah. said to her doctor, I don't want to feel one thing, whatever you can do to make it so I don't feel one thing. And so her doctor yeah. literally did the epidural and then gave her the Pitocin. And she never felt one contraction through either of her births. And that was what she wanted. And I'm yeah. like, God bless you, whatever you want. Right. Totally. You I know. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So <laughs> let's talk about this whole aspect of feng shui and what you mean by that in relationship yes. to motherhood and being a feng shui mommy. What does that exactly mean? Yeah. Yeah. So... First, I'll give like a really simple definition of feng shui. So it's, you know, the, the ancient Chinese philosophy art of harmonizing humans with our surrounding environment, you know, mm. nature with our material environment. Um, and, and I said earlier, you know, I'm really sensitive to that. And yeah. but I started to think like, okay, that's great. We want our outer environment to be harmonious and to feel good. But what about our inner environment? You know, our mind, our body, and our spirit. Mm. How do we make the energy in, in that inner world harmonized and, and balanced? And so that's, you know, kind of the definition, the new definition of feng shui I'm using in the book, you know, is, and if I do have some chapters on actual organization, but the gist of it is really to kind of look within and to saying clean house it's not necessarily clean house but like reorganizing you know mm -hmm. and and really finding what what feels good and you know and the the word balance you know of course especially as mothers we're not always like centered and balanced right. you know, there's like, <laughs> like over here yeah but it's it's about like knowing what it feels like you know when we are centered when we do have this like harmonized energy within us and and having the tools to to get back to that place yeah and and that was one of my main goals with the book Awesome. And so I know that in the book, you break it down for, you know, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, and then you talk about the fourth trimester. Yeah. And so I'm, will you share a little bit about that and what you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. So the first three months of baby's life outside of the womb, um, some people refer to that as the fourth trimester. Right. And and it's really interesting because there is the belief that the child's brain, the baby's brain is, is not fully developed until around like 12 months. And of course there's continued development, but if they were birthed at 12 months gestation, their heads would be way too big to come out. Right. So, you know, nature said, okay, around nine months, that, that's the time baby needs to come out. But those next three months, um, it's such a vulnerable time for the baby and yeah. for the mother as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like you're getting to know this 
brand new person, a, a stranger in so many ways, while still having to take care of yourself. Um, you know, during the first three trimesters, really all the mother needs to do is is take care of her, her body, her emotions, and you know, and hopefully her baby will will be healthy. But when the baby is out, you know, she's still having to do all those things, like right. get some healthy food in her body, um, maybe like walk around the block or something, take a shower <laughs> every now and then, you know, trying to take care of herself. But then, you know, she has this beautiful baby who needs almost constant care and attention. Yeah. So it can be so overwhelming. And so I really thought it was important to, you know, address things like um, breastfeeding. I, I talk about bottle feeding a little bit too, you know, for women that are choosing not to breastfeed or can't. Um, you know, what's happening with her body afterwards. I had all of this stuff happening that nobody had ever told me would happen. I was totally freaked out. I know. Like the bleeding and hair loss, I mean, stuff that's normal. It's totally right. normal, but I didn't know it was normal. So yeah. I thought that was important on, um, you know, bonding mm-hmm. uh, and, and not just like, oh, you, you'll totally fall in love. It's like, okay, but what if you don't? You know, right. that's okay too. And right. how do we get to that space of feeling connected? Um, yeah, so really touching on some of the, the primary components of the, those first three months. And, um, and it's actually one of the sections that I, I reference the most, at least in my private practice, you know, with, with tools yeah. to help women integrate with that, the new world really that she's living in. So for the mamas, like I can feel like there's some mamas right now that might be literally trying, bouncing their baby that's crying and they're in that first three month you know, part of motherhood, which if you are in that, God bless you. Like, I feel you, mama. We've been there. Bailey and I have both been there. And it's intense. Like I always say, it's an initiation. You're walking through the fire right now. And I'm curious, do you have a tool that you can even share right now for mamas that are in that space of that first three-month initiation? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So this is something that I, I just went through a hypno mothering training and it's like hypno birthing, but for, for moms and it's such a cool breathing exercise. It's super simple and you can do it while bouncing baby while cooking food (laughs) and, and all you do, you can, do it with your eyes closed, with your eyes open. But the first thing you're doing is you're you're breathing into your lungs and envisioning your lungs expanding, filling with oxygen. You really feel that. And then you breathe, you know, light love into your heart. And then you breathe up into your mind and just envision, you know, the breath clearing your mind, clearing the stress. And you might do it once and feel great. You might need to do it 10 times. You might need to do it for the rest of the day. But it's just a way to, you know, really nourish your mm-hmm. your body, nourish your heart, nourish your mind, mm-hmm. nourish your soul. And, and, you know, you can say an affirmation with it as well, you know, for whatever you're needing in that day, you know, with every breath, you know, I pull in more and more energy if you're feeling really fatigued or, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I breathe in know, restorative health, you know, if you're still healing from birth. Um, So, you know, something, it's just a really simple, easy trick that you can do anywhere. Love that. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. That's beautiful. So I'm curious for you, what is the thing, like, what is your greatest wish that you, that women take after reading your book? What do you hope that they take away? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I really hope that women take away a knowingness of what 
their own right, right way of birthiness. Um, mm-hmm. And to know that that's going to be different for each and every woman. So there's so many, you know, tools and exercises and ideas in the book. Um, and not every single word is going to resonate with every single woman. So what I say is, you know, really notice what does resonate with you, like what makes you feel good and and put that in that in your toolbox, you know, and by the time you finish the book, you're going to have this, you know, custom made, you know, book or box of whatever really works for you. And yeah. And then beyond that, like I've had women say, Oh, like I was reading this one chapter and I had this like totally unique idea that really felt good to me. And I think that's amazing. You know, that yeah. as women are reading, yeah. they come up with their own ideas, you know, it doesn't have it. to be mine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just the, like that empowerment that, that they are knowledgeable and they are wise and mm. they can trust themselves. Mm. So. Awesome. Yeah. So I want to remind everyone to check out Bailey's website at baileygaddis.com, which is B-A-I-L-E-Y. And then the last name Gaddis is G-A-D-D-I-S. And that's, of course, in the show notes as well at mamatruthshow.com. Bailey, the final question that I ask all my guests here on the Mama Truth Show is what's messy and what's magical about motherhood for you these days? Oh, what's messy? Um all of the, the emotions that we have going on. And, and that can also be the magical part. Um, my son <laughs> is four and he's like really feeling a lot and having, and like finding his voice yeah. and, and that can trigger a lot in me, yeah. you know, like the, the yelling and, and it's like, so I'm really getting to know like him as this four-year-old and myself, like uh, responding to this four-year-old. Yes. So that can be messy. Um, and and the magic, I mean, what's magical is watching this, this transformation, mm. you know, like I, he, my child, he was always like his own person, of course, but yeah. just in the last few months, really, like I can really see like his unique little being. It's like, okay, like it's, it's no longer like, Oh, you look like me or you look like your dad. It's like, yeah. you, you are your own person. Yeah. He's like fascinating ideas and, and is really like offering so much to, to my husband and I in regards to learning. Um, so yeah, it's really magical and exciting and awesome. a wild ride. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing that. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much again, ladies. The name of the book is Feng Shui Mommy. Highly recommend. And I feel like this book in particular, like what a great, um, you know, birth shower book to give people, or when you find out one of your friends, you know, you find out you're pregnant or one of your friends is pregnant. This is one of those books that is really in alignment with helping moms feel good about themselves, empowered, in tune with their inner wisdom, which you know we're here about at the, at the Mama Truth Show. So just highly recommend checking that out, picking up some copies, keeping a stash at home so you can gift it to mamas that are like sharing the big news with you. And Bailey, again, thank you so much for being here on the show with us. Thank you, Amy. It was my pleasure. All right. With that, everyone, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. Until next week, Amy Ehlers signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, mamas. Did you know that Amy has a new ebook out? It's called Sacred Self-Care for Moms, Seven Steps to Nurturing Yourself So You Can Be the Mom You Were Born to Be. And you can receive your free copy by going to sacredselfcarebook.com. That's sacredselfcarebook.com. And please don't keep the Mama Truth Show a secret. 
The biggest compliment you can give is to share the Mama True Show with your loved ones and write a review on iTunes. Until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. <laughs>